Hello and welcome to the Safe Travels Podcast. This is the show that helps you get rid of those little travel worries so that you can sit back and enjoy your trip. Today's show is sort of a FAQ, if you will, about coronavirus and travel. Trip planning is getting very confusing right now. As the coronavirus continues to spread around the globe, the question about whether to travel, where it's safe to go, when it's okay to plan travel, all of that stuff, it's gotten very complicated. I've searched online to find the most common questions, and we're going to find some answers to help you figure it out. So here we go in Q&A format. Number one, I have a vacation planned. Is it safe to go? Very basic question. This is for those that have upcoming trips. Unfortunately, the answer to this is changing every hour, but basically it's, it depends. It's a very annoying answer. For example, Scott Weisenberg who's an infectious disease doctor at NYU School of Medicine and director of the university's travel medicine program, said, quote, people need to make an individual decision at this point, weighing the risks and benefits. Dr. Weisenberg said travelers should consult with a healthcare provider and monitor the CDC and prevention website for the most up-to-date travel notices before making a decision. It's really leaving it up to you. It's not much help. The CDC has recommended travelers avoid all non-essential travel to destinations on the level three list. Uh, those are places like China, Iran, South Korea, and Italy. If you're an older adult or have a chronic medical condition, something ongoing, the CDC is advising you to avoid visiting Japan, which is on the level two list. If you're thinking about boarding a cruise, the CDC has officially recommended that Travelers defer those plans. They don't take the trip, uh, especially if they have underlying health conditions. Cruises just have large groups of people in very close proximity, and it really promotes the spread of something like this. So in summary, if you have a trip planned and you're asking if you should go, this is what I would say. If you're taking a cruise, no, that's from the CDC, especially if you're older or at risk. Anything with the level three countries like South Korea, China, Iran, or Italy, that's a no. Anything to level two country like Japan, no for the elderly, that's what the CDC is saying right now. In general, high-risk people like elderly travelers, I would say definitely not abroad, and maybe not at all. It's a lot of exposure to a lot of people. It's not social distancing at all. That's one of the main recommendations is that we're avoiding being in large crowds together, and any sort of airport completely goes against that. Elderly are getting hit worse with this. They should be avoiding public places anyway. Families, depending on risk tolerance, younger people are responding very differently to this, but it's still serious, and the main problem could become hospital overcrowding. A simple flu can get a lot worse without good care. So even though it's not affecting children in the same way as older people, that's something that would make me nervous. It does make me nervous as a parent. So even though there are deals to be had out there, everything's getting cheaper. There's cruise deals, of course. There's flight deals. It's a lot of risk. And personally, I'm not going to be doing much. Number two, if I cancel my flight, will I get my money back? Now, here again, it depends. Typically, you would have to at least pay a cancellation fee or a booking penalty unless you bought a fully refundable plane ticket, which is usually more expensive. But the coronavirus has hit airlines so hard, and many, including Delta, United, American, they're loosening their booking policies and getting rid of cancellation and rescheduling fees. They're being quite a bit more flexible. So in summary, the result here is a little bit better. If you're worried about canceling a flight and getting your money back, airlines are being flexible, which is positive. 
They're not contractually obligated to do so, but they are being flexible. I would call your airline and as politely as possible, work with them to find a solution, whether it's a refund, rescheduling the flight, whatever works for you. Number three, next question. I can't get my airline on the phone. What should I do? So this goes back to the last one as far as those airline problems. Obviously, all of these companies, airlines, uh, cruise lines, they are all getting absolutely pounded with phone calls, customer service calls. I did a test call and the wait time quoted was up to 90 minutes. This is pretty standard and there's not a lot of great ways around this right now. Some airlines are redirecting callers to their websites and their apps, or they might be able to find more information about rescheduling or canceling the flights. And you might have some more options there. American Airlines, for instance, had the option to leave your contact information for an agent to call you back in the next two hours. American Airlines had the option to leave your contact information for an agent to call you back in the next couple hours. So they're all trying to keep up with this stuff, but it's not going that well. So in summary, call volume is huge right now with the airlines. The wait times are very, very long. You can try websites or the apps to see if there's any options there as far as rebooking. And here's a tip. If you did use a travel agent, there's a possibility that they would have a more direct line to get some help for you. So that's a good option. Up next, number four, what about travel insurance? We've covered this in a previous show. Insurance companies have very specific circumstances under which they pay out for cancellation. These are called the covered reasons for cancellation. They include things like someone getting sick, a hurricane, job loss, things like that would cause you to cancel a trip. You can file a claim, get any prepaid expenses back. However, choosing not to take a trip because you're concerned about getting infected with the coronavirus is not on that list of covered reasons. The answer has been to buy something called cancel for any reason coverage, which costs more, but it lets you cancel the trip and get up to 75% of your money back, which is certainly better than zero. But that option may be disappearing. As of last week, April Travel Protection, very large company, stopped selling cancel for any reason policies after its underwriters required them to pull it from the market. Sales have shot through the roof for this kind of product. And all that extra concentration of risk has underwriters nervous about selling more. Other companies like Generali and Romerite have also stopped letting purchasers upgrade to cancel for any reason. But other companies like Allianz are going in the opposite direction and actually extending coverage. Epidemics are usually not included in travel insurance coverage, but Allianz has said that for a limited time, it will accommodate claims for trip cancellation and emergency medical care for travelers who become ill with coronavirus. So there could be some options there. Otherwise, if you are planning on booking a trip, I would certainly look at cancel for any reason coverage because typically insurance won't cover something like canceling for this. Next, number five, will I be quarantined when I come back? Possibly. If you travel to a city that does not have a large number of confirmed cases or maybe even no cases at all, but the number of confirmed cases rapidly increases during your stay or when you get back the numbers have shot through the roof, you could find that you have a problem when you return home. You might be restricted on re-entry and you might be asked to quarantine yourself at home. Even if you're not quarantined by health officials, some companies are requiring employees who have been traveling to work remotely instead of coming into the office. So in summary, it's possible that you could have some sort of quarantine issue when you return from a country, whether it has an ongoing current issue or perhaps when you get back and it's reported that there was an outbreak while you were there. 
Next, number six, some places in the United States have declared states of emergency. Can I still travel to those places? The short answer is yes. More than 10 states have declared a state of emergency or a public health emergency, including Washington, California, New York, Massachusetts, and Florida. States of emergency are used by local and state governments to help them shift funding where the money goes, as well as to have the authority to close schools and other facilities. It gives them a little bit more power. So you can travel to these states, but the main risk would just be to your health. Number seven, should I just stay home? Yes, I think you should just stay home. Between the elderly, which is a high-risk group, cruises that the CDC has recommended you not take, families worried about children, and the rapidly expanding reach of the coronavirus, why even take the risk with something like this? You can hunker down at home, you can keep everybody healthy and happy, and get back to travel when things calm down. So those are seven of the top questions being asked about travel and coronavirus right now. Hope the answers have helped you. Thanks for now. Thanks for listening. Safe travels.